The Power 40 podcast is an uplifting faith-based podcast that speaks to all that is going on in our world. Our goal is to share inspirational real life stories and experiences from notable guests around the country on matters that touch us all. The number 40 symbolizes a period of testing, trial, or probation. We all experience trying times in our lives, but it's what comes from these times that make us who we are. As we depict periods of people's lives, where the idea of the number 40 is played out, we will learn the goodness that comes from perseverance, determination, and belief. I'm your host, Danica Tramberg, joined by co-host Morgan Reed, and we are very excited to welcome Jaylene Daniels, who is a National Women's Soccer League player for the North Carolina Courage, a woman who's very strong in her faith and has gone through countless trials and been tested because of it. And also congratulations on your little bundle of joy and for coming out of retirement and starting the 2022 season. That's great. Thank you. We are so excited to have you on the podcast. And I think first, we just kind of want to hear a little bit about your journey with soccer and what your faith background is and all the exciting things that have kind of happened for you in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, So soccer journey, I started playing when I was four. I have um, two older siblings and a younger brother. Um, there's a pretty good age gap between all of us. There's six years between me and my older brother, four between my sister and two between me and the youngest. Um, and growing up, obviously with an age gap, you kind of try and find things that you can do together. At least your parents hope you can find things to do together. Um, and soccer is one of those things. My older brother was the first one to play in our family. Um, and it's just kind of a way for all of us to get outside and to enjoy each other. I was super thankful about it. I'm not sure they were so happy about it, but as we got older, I think it worked out. So um, in regards to my faith, um, I grew up in a Christian home. My mom was pretty much our spiritual leader growing up. My dad was kind of more or less just the get to church with your mom um, kind of guy. Um, I'm not sure where he's at spiritually still, but just praying that the Lord's grabbing his heart day by day. Um, But yeah, I grew up in a Christian home, knew a lot about the Lord. I wouldn't say I had a real relationship with him until probably college. Um, Just a lot of stuff transpired my junior year um, medically um, was kind of set back right as the league was um, starting. And so I just wasn't sure if soccer was going to continue to be a part of my life. Um, And the Lord just did a lot of um, various things, really did a miracle um, medically for me and just kind of found myself still pursuing soccer at that point. Um, So, yeah, I would say probably in college was when the Lord really became um, a really big part of my life. Is that the first time you felt like your faith was really tested or is that when you really turned to the Lord for help? Yeah, I would say that it's more when I really turned to the Lord and it probably a small amount of testing in the sense of I was just so wrapped up in soccer. I really couldn't see past anything, but what I would do if I didn't have soccer. Um, so I know the Lord used that in that way, but I think he really grabbed my heart and um, really just brought me into relationship with him um, through that season and, and period. That's amazing. Has there been a time where you felt through soccer or any other period of your life where your faith has kind of been tested or questioned? Yeah, um, multiple occasions. I would probably say the biggest was just um, my time with the national team. And um, 2016 was my first um, year with them, full year spent with them. And I really struggled mentally, um, physically as well, just really doubting, you know, why I was there. I, I would say my confidence was pretty low just in terms of, can I really hang with these girls? Am I meant to be here? Um, so I think that really tested my faith in the sense of just questioning why the Lord had brought me that far and yet still feeling super um, 
doubtful about my skills and talents. And then in 2017, um, the team had really focused in on Pride Month. And uh, in that month, they had decided to wear rainbow jerseys. And um, I would say that was definitely a big period of testing in regards to my faith of just how can I come alongside my team and community in a loving way, but still hold true to my faith and values as a believer. You've so gracefully handled that and have since then, I've witnessed firsthand, um, taken on a lot of negativity and taken it with love and compassion and always tried to explain your faith and to anyone who would listen, not just turn away people that were mean or cruel. How were you able to give kindness when you know, a, a lot of negativity was thrown away? Yeah, well, first off, thanks, Morgan. <laughs> I appreciate that and just the relationship we've been able to establish. Um, I would just say we have a really great picture of Jesus in scripture, constantly being called things that he wasn't, um, being told that he was doing things that he shouldn't have been doing. Um, just a lot of external voices trying to paint a picture of Jesus in a light that wasn't true. And I think just when we look back in scripture constantly, we find that. And I mean, throughout scripture, he also says, you know, the world hated me first, they'll hate you. And so I think when we're really doing our best to honor and glorify the Lord, whether it's in the big things or the small things, there's always going to be someone who wants to um, paint a picture that, you know, you're in essence evil or you're not doing things properly or, or biblically. Um, and so I think just always having that to go back to um, just the written word of God, just explaining how to walk out your faith in love, even in the midst of hatred or persecution and also just community. I mean, that's a huge part of faith is the community, the people you surround yourself with. Um, and I would say I've had a very strong community over the past few years who would just come alongside me in prayer would help me to make decisions. Um, I've never truly felt alone. Obviously, in, in some circumstances, you do feel lonely when it is just your name out there. Um, but I've always had people I can rely on and go to. And I think that's been a really big part of my faith as well. Have there been a couple people that have kind of been like pillars or faith journey since then that you really rely on now? Um, yeah, I mean, I would say the people in my life that I constantly am, am pursuing and grateful that they're in my corner is first my mom. She's always been there. Um, just a big um, person I've always called, whether it was big or small, I've always, whenever I need prayer, I should say, she's the first person I call. And obviously now my husband, who um, I've been married to for two and a half years, um, he's been a huge huge supporter of just everything that I walk through and just for him to dive into that with me and to now kind of take on the labels that I've taken on, I think is super sacri sacrificial and just a true representation of um, just external love for someone else that, you know, you want to walk alongside with and those things. Sure. And I he love that. kind of, he works in the church to some capacity, right? Yeah, he does. Um, right now he's just um, doing nonprofit work and outreach with the church that we are back um, attending in North Carolina. Um, but for the most part, he's been a youth pastor for several years and truly loves that. He's great at it. He's honestly a child himself in some ways. <laughs> so it's a great position for him. <laughs> he can connect to them well. Yes, totally. <laughs> when it, we, so we're in the month of mental health awareness and I have to imagine going through just those times in your life, that season of your life in soccer, where you're kind of standing up for your faith, did that ever take a toll like on your mental health and maybe how did having faith maybe help you get through that? Yeah. Um, I would say 
hands down, that was probably my base mental um, testing thus far. And I think it's so, it's really difficult. I think mentally when you walk through things like that, because I think sometimes often people forget that even those who would say and profess that they're Christians are still human. And so when you're walking through things, it's not like all of a sudden, um, your mind change shifts. I mean, I, I truly believe the Lord transforms and works on your heart and your mind in those situations. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, we're still fallen and broken. And, um, when you're walking through hard trials like that, it's hard not to a question the decisions you've made. Um, I think there was oftentimes in that decision where it was like, man, did I make the right choice? Um, was I honoring the Lord? Is that the way that he would have handled the situation? And it can be hard because Jesus is perfect. I mean, there was never any doubt that any decision he made, the words that were coming out of his mouth were right and true and full of love. Um, and so I think just mentally it can feel taxing and draining. And I think, again, that's why um, community in that season was so big. And I don't think I realized the importance of that until I was walking through that. And I had people to go through because I, I genuinely think it would have been a, a completely different outcome for me personally, if I didn't have others in my corner with me. And then on a positive note, um, you know, that helped shape who you are and it, you know, ultimately in the year following you met your now current husband and you guys obviously have a beautiful baby girl how has this like new season of life kind of changed your perspective on things or opened your eyes to new experiences? Just tell us a little bit about being a mom and a professional soccer yeah. player. Yeah, I, you know, you talk to people um, in the league and outside of the league because there are a handful of moms that are still playing. And then obviously just people in my day to day life and church community that are moms. And you always talk to them and they're like, man, you'll understand when you have a kid in certain aspects. And you're like, okay, yeah, I get it. And I've always loved children. Um, But I think after having my own, it is one of those things where it's like, wow, your whole perspective truly does change on life. And it's so, um, it's such a 180. And not that, I was ever absorbed with just myself, but you're no longer just thinking about yourself. Um, the decisions you're making, the choices that are coming at you. It's not just you or, you know, a year ago, it was me and my husband and, and that even changed. It was like, it wasn't just me. It was me and him and the things that were taking place. So I think that's been a really sweet um, challenge. It's a whole lot of fun. I love being her mom and she's in a phase of, she's just starting to crawl and she's exploring and getting personality. And it's like, <laughs> Just this whole, just watching her develop is just like, um, I often tell people, I'm like all through pregnancy, it was like, how do people not believe in, in God? But then as you are physically watching them transform and develop, you're like, he was so intentional and specific on just creating them and the things they go through and the things they like and don't like. And, um, that's just been really sweet. And then to be able to step back on the soccer field and have her in the stands with my husband, it's like the game could go horribly wrong and I might not play a minute, but to go home to them is like, I can smile again. Like it's such a relief. I love it. <laughs> I love that. That's so cute. She'll be, do you think she'll play soccer? I hope so. I <laughs> right now I'm adamant about never being her coach, but I hope she plays. <laughs> yeah. So when you stepped away from soccer for a while, was that in the intent to have a kid and bounce back like that and be on the soccer field? Like, four months later? No, 
that <laughs> not not one part of me thought I was coming back. Um, we had bought a house out here, and after I retired, we sold it. We moved back to Colorado. Like we had all these plans about um, hopefully planning a church out there. We were part of a residency. Like we had a completely um, different direction about how we thought the next you know year and a half to two years would go. Um, we definitely wanted to have kids, so that was on the agenda. And thank the Lord, she's here and healthy. Um, but soccer was the farthest thing from my mind, um, coming back and playing. And honestly, it was just gradual little pieces and, um, just conversations throughout my retirement. It was like, maybe like, I don't know, I could try. And I think just as the time went on and just personally wanting to, um, I guess prove to myself, like, man, can I have a baby and come back and play? I think that was kind of an intriguing challenge for me. And my husband was on board and so we did it. <laughs> That's yeah, amazing. You did, it, you did it very impressively. So what, <laughs> what has it been like in the day to day to have a newborn? And, you know, I was with you on the courage. So I know what a rigorous and tiring <laughs> schedule you have. Um, like walk us through what it's like when you're home, even more when you're away. How do yeah. you, I know I've looked at a lot of your posts where you talk about it taking a village to raise a child and how real that's become for you. So yes. I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah. Um, thankfully, I think uh, just the way that it worked out with my contract with the courage and Matthew's flexibility, he's really been able to kind of just be stay at home dad. Um, he still is part, working part time, but our schedules allow that when I'm gone, he's home and we kind of just flip. Um, when I get home from training, he's able to go and have his meetings and um, do the outreach things that he has on his schedule. So um, mornings are pretty full. We start our day at seven and um, she is up. She's such a happy baby. I, people tell me that all the time. And I'm like, I had nothing to do with that. Like, I think the <laughs> Lord just gave us a really happy child. Um, but she gets up at seven and I usually leave the house around nine and we have training at 10. Um, and I'm usually gone between like 10 and one, 10 and two. Um, and then I I'll get home and sometimes Matthew will have stuff and sometimes he won't. So either we're all hanging out together or he's out the door and we kind of switch. Um, sometimes when we have double days, uh, I'll maybe be home for about 45 minutes and sometimes she's up, which I'm really happy about. And sometimes she's sleeping. So I'm like, I guess I'll catch you after your next nap. <laughs> um, but yeah, our days are definitely full. And she's actually been able to travel with me on a handful of trips, which has been really fun. Um, I'm so thankful the girls love her. They're obsessed yeah. with her. So it makes it a lot easier when I'm on the road and everyone wants to hold her. I'm like, sweet, like <laughs> I've had it. <laughs> um, so traveling with her has been a little bit tricky, but I think it's more memories for me than her. Hopefully when she looks back, it'll be something that she'll enjoy um, seeing pictures and videos of, but I am just soaking up the moments that like I get to travel with my daughter and, and, um, have her with me. Leaving is definitely hard. Mm -hmm. I had a previous trip. We were gone Tuesday to Thursday. So it was a shorter one. Um, but I'm definitely like Matthew FaceTime me every time she's awake, like, let me know how she's doing, how you're doing. Um, I got home late last night from our road trip and she was already sleeping. And of course, like they tell you, don't wake a sleeping baby. So I'm like, I have to wait until the morning to like <laughs> say what's up, but loved it. Cause again, she was happy this morning. So it's really sweet. It's full and chaotic and exhausting, but I don't think I would have it any other way. Are there a couple girls on the team that like really love her and have stepped up and like, I'll babysit whenever you need or 
Oh yeah. Um, Kaylee Kurtz is like, <laughs> her name's going to be the first one. Zoe says, <laughs> um, actually Meredith Speck like loves her. She's like, how's my favorite little girl? And, like <laughs> is always bopping around with her. Um, our equipment manager, Vanessa and Molly, our new newest addition to the team are both like, honestly, my clutch people we've had some mornings where we've gone over in training and like Matthew had stuff on the schedule and I'm like, can he drop her off for like 20 minutes? And they're like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. And they're like doing their thing out in the field. And like Zoe's on one of their hips, like oh, it's crazy, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I love that. So- I, I love the group of like women too, right? Just women supporting <laughs> women. I love that. And now having a daughter, like if you could go back and look at your life, I mean, you're going to be a phenomenal example for her. Not only are you following your dreams. You've done so much in your lifetime and you've been so passionate about your faith and really stood up for what you believed in. What would you tell your daughter knowing like everything you've gone through? What would be like a piece of advice for her growing up in like this new world we're living in? And yeah. Um, you know, I think my hope is that she'll, she won't shy away from the challenges. I really hope that she, is strong enough in her faith and like the Lord grabs her heart early where no matter what's going on, you know, in her control, outside of her control, that she has her faith to cling to. And I hope that me and Matthew just demonstrate that to her um, daily as being the most important thing. Um, Cause I, I think, especially I think in our generation now, it's just really hard to um, go against the grain in some capacities. And I don't think it's just our generation. I mean, that's honestly, as we yeah. discussed so far, the history of, you know, of our culture, but I just want her to be able to know who she is early. I want her to, you know, um, just tangibly be able to hold on to who God's created her to be and to not shy away from that and to love people in the midst of that and to just be a light where, wherever she can be. And that's our, our hope for her. I love that. That's so precious. Um, Morgan, do you have any other like last questions? Maybe we might wrap up soon, I think. Yeah. So just touching back on um, the mental health awareness month, what does mental health mean to you? And what would a piece of advice for people that are also going through adversity be from you? Yeah. Um, I think mental aware, mental health has just been really, um, big, I think since the stuff that I've walked through and, um, I know it's always been something that's been on my husband's heart as well, just his past and things that he's walked through. And, um, I think we're really both big advocates of counseling. (laughs) And I think there's a big stigma around that still within our culture. And, and I know uh, for a long time, it was one of those things, even for my parents, who's like, you know, you don't need to seek out that kind of stuff. Like you can you toughen up, pull your bootstraps up, you know, get on with it kind of thing. And I personally am still in counseling. Me and Matthew do premarital and not because like the world's ending, but I think it's so healthy um, for there to be other people to help you navigate the challenges of all things, career, marriage, parenthood. Um, and I think I would just encourage other people to do the same. And I think it's so healthy and so wise um, just to be able to have that resource and to acknowledge that like mental health is very real and that there are tools and resources and God is good and God is faithful and he can heal anything and everything, but he also gives us resources, you know, to better us here in times that it feels like we are still struggling. And I think that's 
honestly something that we should acknowledge and and take part in. That was so well said. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's so important too. And like you said, I think there's just like the stigma around counseling, therapy, anything like that, because it makes someone feel like they're weak or can't handle it on their own when that's not the case. Like, Mm. like you said, there are resources there for us to utilize, to be the best we can be. So I hope people hear this and take that to heart. Yeah. And just as we kind of close out today and reflect on the power 40, what this podcast is, uh, maybe trials we're going through have overcome. And we understand that in life, we'll continue to experience the good and the bad that life throws our way. And 40 also seems to be significant in regards to time, like Jesus spending 40 days fasting in the wilderness, being tempted by the devil, um, the great flood lasting 40 days and 40 nights. So my favorite question, if you had just 40 minutes to impact the world, where would you start and what would you say? Oh, wow. <laughs> Big one. Um, I think I would start with. I feel like it's such a broad topic, but I think I would start with identity. I think I would do my best to um, let the Lord speak into people's identity. I think that's a really big struggle for a lot of young people today is just who am I? What's my purpose? Where do I go? Um, And I think having my faith so early on in my life was so beneficial in knowing that um, I can't mess up the Lord's will for my life. I can't ever get out of, I'm never far out of his reach, um, for grace and for love and for mercy. And I think that is so crucial in your development as a person of just knowing that there's always grace on the end of decisions made. There's always someone, um, there with arms wide open to bring you back in and to direct you and to guide you. And, um, yeah, I probably would do my best because that is a very large, large topic, but I think I would try and speak into people's identity. Awesome. Thank you. For more information on the Power 40 podcast, visit powerofhumans.com. Also stream the podcast on your preferred streaming service.